My name is Cassie Moraine, and I want to welcome you to Circle of Trust, a podcast full of laughter, interrupting, and oversharing, brought to you by me and my two best friends, Jillian Lawson and Julie Signorelli. Hey, thanks for joining us for our big season finale. We've successfully completed eight episodes, and we are so proud to have made it this far, because let me tell you, it was a mission. We've really enjoyed doing this podcast, so we're coming back for season two after we take a little break to get school started and get our lives together. So you can expect us back in October with a whole new season of fun stories, fun conversations, and maybe even some guests. In this episode, we're answering questions submitted by our favorite people, you, our listeners. These questions run the gamut from advice to fun favorites to relationship questions. But first, let's start with a little life update. Do you think we have to start with Jill because she achieved a major achievement, which we talked about on our Insta stories. Jill, tell everybody what you did. And lightning will strike. I finished the whole 30. I did it. I did it. And I am kind of proud of myself and do try to work it into conversation. (laughs) So if you're around me... I just want you to know it. It's not. It's definitely not a humble brag. It's a for sure brag. A very I proud brag. I am. I'm proud I'm of it. I'm proud of you. I didn't think you could do it. I know you were like. We know. Julie was the opposite of supportive for all of this. And then she keeps saying, I think I can do it. Well, then do it. Just do it. Gosh. Stop okay. talking about it and do it. So are you, you're in the reintroduction phase, correct? Yes. And yes. get to have dairy today, guys. Oh, Super okay. Excited. So explain to people what that is because I don't, I think sometimes we assume that everybody knows about Whole 30 World. Not everyone has been following the Healthy Little Peach for the last Dude, four Healthy years. Little Peach is my favorite right <laughs> so now. So obsessed with Healthy but Little whatever. Peach. I feel like I'm stalking her. Same. At Healthy she Little Peach re- on Instagram. Yeah. And she quit, like, even responding to, like, my post. I think she blocked me. <laughs> Hey, Healthy Little Peach, if you're listening, we're normal. We're not crazy. We're not stalkers. We're supportive. We just love you. Jill, her recipes are so good. Stop sending you dozens of supporters. (laughs) Dozens of follows. We have dozens of followers, and you're really missing out on a real corner market here. Healthy Little Peach, please like us. I'm getting okay. an immersion blender because of you. The least you can do is I did. I 100% bought an immersion blender. <laughs> At least you could respond to my sister. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so whole 30 you take out dairy, legumes, all gluten and um all grains. Mm-hmm. So then at the end of the 30 days, you're supposed to reintroduce one of those food groups every three days to see how your body responds to it. So I guess this is like a really good thing for people who had like joint issues or like anti-inflammatory, like they can find out which food groups trigger that inflammation. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you'll remember, I have ear issues. <laughs> yeah. She has an ear sense and a scratchy and a scratchy neck. <laughs> <laughs> She's got her so right neck and a leaky ear. 
Hey, hottie. <laughs> Who doesn't want to get with her? Aaron is so lucky, you guys. He is so lucky. <laughs> her neck is itchy and her um. ear leaks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so... <laughs> Okay, so you're supposed to reintroduce, so like you do, um, uh, legume. Okay, so How I'll start reintroducing dairy today. Because I, <laughs> I call them legumes. Are legumes? they legumes? What do you? Legumes? How do you say it, Cassie? Legume. Legume. <laughs> legume. 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 I don't know. I think if you say it that way, you're just trying. I don't know. Fancy. Like you're not eating beans, okay? Exactly. It's a bean. I hear it's a bean. people say it's it like, differently. <laughs> A lot. So I just was curious, like, how should I say it? Because when you said it, it's okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's I don't know. Anyways, I'm done. I'm done. Either. I'm done. I'm done. Okay, well, we'll Google it and we'll give you a swipe up for the correct, <laughs> <laughs> the correct pronunciation. Only nine thousand eight hundred more Instagram followers till we can provide that Come swipe on, up guys, service. Get it together. <laughs> If you want to swipe up, tell your better healthy it. little Jeez. peach would respond to us. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Come on, Mac. <laughs> okay. So, reintroduction. So, today, like, I introduced dairy. So, it's like, you know, you can try, like, um, whole cream in your coffee. Mm. Woohoo. Um, or uh, put some butter on your potato. Like, not ghee, but, like, actual butter and sour cream. Uh, maybe cheese on your oh. salad and then so you can do like that th- that the first day and then the next two days you're supposed to go back to like your regular whole 30 eating um and then see like how your body feels interesting so you can determine if dairy is for you or against you <laughs> and then you do the same thing with the next the next few food groups so it does actually last like another 10 to 12 days like Good afterwards uh-huh. a whole um, 50 <laughs> I know it's like a whole freaking forever. So, um, I am interested to see like how my rashy neck and <laughs> leaky ears respond to this. Well, I do have to say I'm looking at you right now in the Zoom call, and your skin is glowing. Girl. You got the thank glow you. Up. Good job. It really <laughs> does though. I'm I, not joking. Yeah, you look great. I do feel like I'm. It's a beauty filter. Oh wait, no, it's not. <laughs> you got tiger blood. I can see it. Um, I do feel like I have more energy. I do feel like, um, you know, I'm sleeping better, um, blah, blah, blah. All that stuff that they say, you know, um, I feel like it did what it said it was going to do. And it definitely helped me like rein it in. Mm -hmm. I needed more bound. I'm someone who really needs boundaries in my life. Um, clear defined boundaries. (laughs) And so it really worked for me. And I do think I can look and say, do I feel like what I'm, what I want to eat is going to be worth the after effects, mm, you yeah. know, because there is a side effect to it. It's either an emotional side effect for me or it's a, a physical side effect. So um, I think it did help me reshape those healthier mindsets that I had prior to my dad passing. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like I'm back on track. In I have that a regard. question because I was reading, as you know, I like to read so everything much about the Whole30, follow all the people, but, but not, not do it. it. <laughs> I even buy products. <laughs> Anyways. The partial I'm a, I'm a whole five. <laughs> 20. <laughs> Did you? Okay. So it talks about not snacking. I don't know. What is right? Did so you snack? I, because I, I would die. 
I'm not a snacker. Um, so I, you know, I'm a breakfast, lunch, then I, ha- I do, I, I plan, I plan out everything that I eat. I'm just like that. So like I eat breakfast at this time, lunch, and then I always have like a snack, like around three o'clock, which is usually my Lara bar. That's just how, it, you know, I eat my Lara bar. Um, and then dinner. And then, um, at some point during the day, I'll have a handful of almonds and raisins, like a palmful. Um, and then I eat uh, fruit after breakfast and lunch. Okay. So like, you know, four or five strawberries or mm-hmm. a half an apple or something like that. Um, and that helps take care of my my sweet craving, I guess. Not really. <laughs> I really want a cupcake from Gigi so bad, guys. <laughs> Here's my recommendations for anybody who wants to try it. Two weeks before you do it, just start drinking your coffee yeah. black so it's not like everything comes right. crashing down at you all at once. <laughs> like, like prepare yeah. yourself because that would be hard if you weren't used to drinking black coffee. Yeah. Second of all, I'm with that. Only do it for yourself. Like, just do it for yourself and like let your other people in your family eat crap for a month or whatever's easy for you, <laughs> so you can figure out if this is something you want to implement in your family or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't go out and buy hundred dollars. That's okay. That's right. Put them on the trash thirty. Like, don't like because don't make everybody else miserable because you're trying to change healthy <laughs> eating. It's much easier to do it in small steps yeah. when you're doing it for a family than it is to just throw out. They're like, throw out everything in your pantry. I will not throw out everything in my pantry and fridge. No, ma'am. Yeah. So and then, like, find get used to eating like the same thing like every day just to make your life easier so find four or five recipes don't buy 75 weird ingredients that you may or may not use tapioca starch like i bought (laughs) i do have tapioca starch (laughs) i like that um that's the the, the, i bought like five weird things i bought um coconut aminos i had never bought those those before i bought ghee i bought tapioca starch um Oh, and those $7 dressings. I bought one of, I bought a barbecue sauce and a ranch dressing, and I used it till it was gone, yeah. you know? And so, I mean, I maybe spent, like, 40 different dollars than I normally do. So you can do it on the cheap. Yeah. Don't, like, yeah. don't like freak yourself out that this is going to cost a million dollars. It's not. Go to Aldi's, buy their produce, and just roast a bunch of vegetables and grill some chicken and eat it all week long. Yeah. Like, just don't make your life hard trying yeah. to do it. You know, just... Get used to being bored with your food because that's kind of the point. Yeah. And, you know, that, um, and just like do it in a way that makes it work and not makes it miserable because it's actually not fun. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I can't wait to do it. (laughs) It's going to be awesome, guys. Uh, Okay. So, Julie, what's happening? That's all I have about that. (laughs) What's happening with you, Julie? Um, man, such a blur. Um, marathon update. Are you doing it? I've been consistent with my running schedule. Good job. Good. So I have, I think I'm up to, or I will be at eight miles by next week. So I'm just chugging away here. Um, so that's going well. It is very difficult to like in a busy week to find the time to run. Yeah. So the key is that. I've just been doing it early in the morning 
and not asking questions about what anybody has to do because if I know, <laughs> good for you, good for you. You just gotta get up, do it, just and do they it. can text you or call you on the way and be like, I'll be home in 20 minutes or whatever. Um, but the very hard yeah. thing about New York is New York is, I don't know if I talked about this or not, New York has a lot of hills. Like it yeah, is. Yeah, you did talk about it. Oh, yeah, you were searching for some yeah. flat places the last it time you talked about it. So, did you find any? The hard part is that they're not convenient, but that's okay. Yeah. Because it is what it is. So I've been saving those for my long run, and the short runs, I just, I'm like, well, I guess I'm burning extra calories. So that's a new, uh, that's a new thing for my running. Uh, I've been doing that, and. I've been doing. You preached on Sunday. I did. Oh yeah. Oh, and it was so good. It was very Julie. good. Oh my gosh, it was so good. Head to the V One Church podcast and check it out. What was the name of the teaching? Um, Breakthrough with Faith. But the series was okay. winning, winning. So winning, weaning. breakthrough. We're not with faith weaning from... anything. <laughs> weaning. <laughs> been there, done that. That's the opposite. We have done it. Um. So that's going on. Uh, we, oh, our church launched another campus, so that is yeah, new. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and basically what that means is, uh, my kids have been watching a lot of TV for the last two <laughs> 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 oh, I've just been praying, I'm like, Lord, help me, but, um, I feel there's that's change okay on the sometimes. horizon, and I think next month we're going to get some help in the way of, like, a babysitter or something. Good. That's going to be so Because good. I yeah. have been a working mom from home for a long time and just kind yeah. of been balancing it. And I've reached that limit to where I'm like, okay, I need help. And I'm cool with that. <laughs> and I know that. And yeah. uh, it's so wise to recognize it and to yeah. do it. So good for you. So good for you. When people ask me, like, how, how do you do all of that? I'm like, well, I get mad. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I yell. Just, it's a, it's just a different season in our life. Like, you know, getting busier and trying to balance like work and cause I love yeah. my job. Like I love it. So I, working for me is not a chore. Like, you know, so figuring out how to do that and how, but I love being a mom and I, yeah. we homeschool and I work from home and I'm home with my kids. So it's just a lot. <laughs> A lot, a lot of home, home, home stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for homeschool co-op to start in the fall. And it gives your kids something to look forward to during the yeah. week, and yeah, and then something to do during right. the week. Like, okay, you got to get the stuff done. Sometimes so. they're sick of looking at me, and I'm sick of looking at them. Like it's, <laughs> amen. And any, you, there has never been a truer statement than that mom, right there. If you never feel that way, God bless you. I'm so happy. <laughs> you're for lying. You. No, and you're I, lying. If you say right, you don't feel that way, you're right. lying. And I, but, but, um, yeah. And I've just been, uh, like, I was listening to like some mom, uh, like talks and some, um, like I don't know if you guys follow No Crumbs Left. Do you guys follow her? I used to. Another whole another third, another third year. Third. Okay, anyways. Terry. She's like she a, has the best I, looking food. Yeah, her food. Terry. Cassie's on a first name basis. <laughs> Terry, Terry from No Crumbs Left. She actually reminds me so much of Cassie, of your mom, actually. Really? I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Anyways, um, she's always like talking about her mom and whatever. And I'm like, all right, Lord, how do I create that instead of like, my mom just yelled a lot. <laughs> 
trying to do stuff for God. Like, I don't want that. Uh, that's so funny. So figuring all that out. All right, Cass, what's that's going on with you? <laughs> well, um, we are going on vacation Woo! at the end of next week, so I can't Vacay all wait. day! I'm like, we have been, we've had quite a year, and I'm just ready to get away with my husband and relax and go to the beach and I cannot wait like I'm I count the days do you guys have like a because Cassie for those who may not know Cassie's a pastor too so there's a lot like that's 24 7 job for sure do you have a vacation rule with your phone because I do do you have (laughs) one or are you like more flexible that's that's kind of challenging because like that's why I like to go on cruises because <laughs> you can't really use your phone unless you pay exorbitant Wi-Fi fees. But a, right. a cruise is a really good excuse or going out of the country to not be on your phone. I also in the middle of a, like this month we're launching my pastor's very first book. It's called Jesus First, Jesus Always. Buy it. Comes out. Yes, it comes out September first wherever it. you buy books. But it's really exciting to be a part of this because he's been working on it for years now, and so our vacation is like two weeks before that. So I know I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna attend a meeting like a remote meeting, but I'm prepared for that. But for the rest of the time, I'm really gonna try not to be super involved in my work life. <laughs> it is hard though when so, you love your job though. Yeah, and you're yeah, away, and then you're like, oh yeah. man, I almost feel a little left out because I'm not there, but I don't need to be there. I need to be doing that. You know, I get it. Yeah, I totally get it. I I do sometimes have FOMO, like when I'm not at staff meeting. That's so sounds so corny, but like, I don't know. I just I, I it will be weird, especially being like so close because we're just going seven hours of a drive away. But it'll be challenging for me because I do have a hard time separating my work and my home it- life. Aaron puts his phone in the safe in the hotel room. <laughs> That's, That's smart. so smart. He does. Yeah. Like, when he needs when he needs to like unplug and like he knows like he could check email or yeah. he could like sometimes he'll leave his phone in the safe. That's awesome. That's a good tip. So. I might do that. Maybe Kyle will, re- will wrestle your phone and Maybe. stick it in the safe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's good. All right. So it is our eighth episode. This is our final episode of the season. I know. Can you believe we've made it this far, girls? We did it, guys. (laughs) A whole season. And I would like our listeners to know the kind of challenges we faced in order to pull this off. I mean, we've loved every minute of it. I can say. I don't know about the other two of you. It's my favorite part of my week. But, you know, between the three of us and very crazy schedules. Yes. um, Julie has a very busy life. Jill is in limbo between homes i'm oh, living with know, her like, mom. mom's house mom's house sold mom's yes house sold. oh yes we yes. have to celebrate that her mom's yes. household that's so a win things are moving along there but it's been pretty challenging to pull eight episodes out of um our butt <laughs> <laughs> and some have been recorded in two parts some have had kids in the background some of them I'm constantly Pigeons. Yeah, I mean like there's just it's been funny. Garbage trucks. But we did it. I'm really proud of us cuz honestly, we did it. This was like such a dream and we did it. Eight Bucket episodes list later. And we yes. charted, guys. 
We charted. We charted. <laughs> and we did talk about this a little bit at the top of the last episode about all the okay. people who are watching or listening from around the world. I mean, it's pretty cool. <laughs> so thank you if you, you know. Thanks for thinking we're funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening. Yeah, almost 2,000 listens. So that's pretty awesome. Thank you. Um, so for this last episode, we thought we would do a Q&A and let you guys submit some questions. So um, we'll just get through as many as we have time for today. Um, we have some fun questions to start out with. The first one is from Abby, Jill's 16-year-old daughter. <laughs> Wait, I thought these were anonymous. <laughs> Kathy lied and now she knows everybody. Hold on. <laughs> Hers doesn't get to be anonymous, and she asked, Oh, because she put it on yeah, Instagram. She asked, yeah. when can I be on the podcast? Oh, anytime, Abby, uh, but your mom's going to tell you no. <laughs> <laughs> but I, the only reason I wanted to put that question on there is because Abby said, as a side note, love you, Mom. I'm so happy you found something that makes you so happy. Aww. You're doing an amazing Aww, job. That's so cute. Isn't that sweet? She is such a fan. She does, like, listen, and she's like, Mom, you guys are funny. She's like, I like this. It's so, it's, um, yeah, she's such a good fan, and she's, like, so supportive. I love so it. that's great. Yeah. That's so cute. Um, <laughs> so do we want to... Well, we do want about raising teenagers. Maybe we'll let her on to <laughs> say her side of it. Um, we had a couple questions about our friendship. Um, so one of these, I think, well, they're both really good, but, um, how do you handle conflict between each other? Emojis. <laughs> yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. The death skull. The knife. Um, <laughs> eye rolling. Covert eye rolling. Exactly. <laughs> That's the great thing about a long distance relationship. A lot of things go unseen, unheard. Thumbs down. You know? I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just naive. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you guys would disagree. Do we have I a lot of conflict? Like we have a lot of conflict. I mean, other than our technical difficulties, we, you know, sorry, we can't like sign on to our... The only conflict we have is when I double stuff. schedule because... Uh, my calendar apps didn't sync up right <laughs> and in well, that case I, mean, I apologize <laughs> but I don't know I would say like conflict wise we don't really have a lot because I think maybe things that would be catalysts for a fight are just par for the course like we have a lot of we have a real huge margin of toleration for each other's inconsistencies yeah. Which- <laughs> Which comes with time. Yeah. Like, it comes with time of, like, knowing, like, mm, there's, like, a 30% possibility that this could go south. Like, <laughs> you know, with, the, with that person, you know? So, yeah, I think it's just knowing each other as well as we do. Um, you know, and, and both of us, like, all three of us are, are good about not putting heavy demands on um, any of us because... There is life and kids yeah. and jobs and we're responsible for whole other lives and ministries and jobs. Like, so, you know, you just, you got to have grace yeah. and recognize that it's going to work out sometimes and there's going to be days where it's not going to work out and you just take a deep breath and move yeah. on. Like, in my opinion, I always think, I guess if we were going to argue, I don't know, maybe this is the melancholy part of me. I don't, like... If Jill and I get upset at each other, usually it's more like a misunderstanding than anything. 
And or at least that's my perception. And that happens a few times a mm-hmm. year. But that mm-hmm. really doesn't have anything yeah. to do with Cassie. <laughs> but that's normal. That's family. That's just sister stuff. Like yeah. we're I don't know. That's just normal. And so I don't like really like I say what I need to say and then I'm over it. You know, like literally. Like I can but and none of us are grudge holders. Yeah, like no. I'm not going to live like that ever in any relationship. No. But yeah. I I think like I always tell myself like they love me. So what like <laughs> if they can't call me right. back or text back or maybe it's me like we love each other. So who cares? Totally. You know what I mean? Like they'll, yeah. I, there have been many times especially like when Cassie's in like a really busy season like with church where I'll call and I may not hear from her for three weeks, but I don't, I don't even think Oops. about it. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> sorry. I do it to you guys too. I'm sure. But I don't even like, I don't think about it until you ask a question like this. And I'm like, well, if we were going to fight about something, I guess we would fight about that, but I don't get upset about it. Yeah. You know, that's not, that's not stuff to fight over. Right. No, you know like, what I mean? You can't help that. That's... Like if we all did what we wanted we would hang out all the time talk all the time but that's not real life so right that's that's not someday we'll do that when we're like retired and stuff yeah we'll be those ladies who lunch we've yes, always wanted I to be can't ladies wait to who be lunch. a lady who lunches yes <laughs> i just want to go to lunch <laughs> um kind of in conjunction with that question someone asked what is the one thing that you can say has kept your friendship strong even being far away texting Con- <laughs> yes again emojis no. <laughs> right lots of emojis and all that. but consistency just yeah. like i mean we we do make each other a priority you know and in, in the same and we're understanding that it's a busy season or whatever for one of us or but just consistency you know like you guys know you're a priority to me and i know that i'm a priority to you so like if one of us is like, uh, today's a bad day, you guys both respond. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we we know that, we know when it's okay to kind of be like, oh, I'll have to take that call later, but nope, this is right now. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta be in this right now. So I think that that helps in that the same amount that, we, for me, this, what's, this is what works for me. The same amount that I give to you, you guys give back to me. And I know that, like, relationships are not always, like, 50-50 or, you know, but, like, sometimes, like, I know that if I'm giving, 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 giving to you guys, it's going to be returned at some point when I need it. And the friendships where I feel like you're always the one who's the giver and it doesn't ever get kind of, like, turned back around towards you, especially when you need it most, those are the friendships that don't stand the test of time. So true. If you want to be a good friend, you've got to give back. Yeah. I, I kind of gotta, agree. I mean, we talked about this in the friendship episode, but like no matter how far away we all live from each other, you're right, Jill. Like when something goes down, we're we're there. We're in like, it. All in. Yeah. All in. Even if Thick. it involves Thick taking a flight in. or, you know. Right. That's and, – and we don't just jump on a plane for no reason, but – Frontier, $19. Pass your backpack. yeah so I think that's like knowing that you show up for each other I think that's key oh let's see here do we want to go to advice people asked us advice guys Ooh, Jill loves (laughs) to give advice I don't know (laughs) Uh, okay advice Um, is Jill's love language I know Jill I'm just getting time to shine 
So this is a relationship question. Um, if a relationship that you have been in for more than 10 years, dating and marriage, the love is still there, yet the rift is so great. What advice do you have to get a break in the glacier, or at least a thaw, especially with so much hurt there? Oh my gosh. That's a heavy question. I could speak on this for hours. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. My advice, like I, okay, I know we give Jimmy Evans a lot of shout outs, but for real, (laughs) he is like the relationship guru. And most of the time it's like, when you have like a rift in your relationship, it's generally just two people refusing to do like what he says is called like be the redeemer in the relationship. So mm-hmm. being the redeemer is doing the right thing first regardless, like whether it's your fault, their fault, whatever. And I would say like get over yourself and I don't care like how wrong you've been done whatever if you want it to work someone's gonna have to cave so let it be you Mm. wow and just fight for like the relationship you know what I mean like it's not always gonna be bad seasons you know what I mean it's just life like it's never gonna be like a bed of roses but I think the longer Michael and I are married and the more we do that it's like, and we've had some very big rifts in our marriage, but the more right. that we do that, it's like the less we fight, you know what I mean? Over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have, you have to decide to forgive and then you have to decide to not hold whatever it is that they've done over their head for yeah, all time. You gotta let You've it got go. to let that go. Let it go. You've got to let it go. <laughs> it can't be like, well, you blah, blah, blah. Or remember that time? Like, no, it has to be true forgiveness. That comes because, you know, if we want to get super Christianese, but you're forgiven and you need to forgive. So yeah. if you want it, if you want it to work, you got to quit being a grudge holder. You got to quit. Um, well, I just knew you were going to like, you can't live waiting for them to mess up again. You have to live like in a state of forgiveness and a state of open lovingness all the time. All the And that's time. hard. <laughs> it's hard. It's you not might be easy. the only one doing it for like five years. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. But I just decided like, well, now I think we have a great marriage in my opinion. It works for us. But it but takes it a while. while. It takes a but while. There was a good five years where <laughs> it was like, I'm just doing this. I don't know what you're doing, but I'm just going to, I have to answer to God for my behavior, for mm, my life. Right. And I'm not going to go through life miserable. I'm not going to go through life sad and like that's just I'm not living like that you know wow yeah um I don't know I could get very Christian but I'm gonna (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we've given enough like for a question and answer yeah this might this might be like a whole thing (laughs) yeah for sure okay here's another advice question so for those of you who are new listening Julie is in full-time ministry she and her husband pastor a church with two campuses. Um, I work at a church. I serve as a pastor on the staff. And then um, Jill has held various positions in ministry all throughout her life. Um, and was question a pastor. Is, she was and, her, yeah, yeah. and was a pastor. Um, what are ways to balance family with and without kids and ministry? Yeah. Wants to go. I think for me, and I'll keep mine brief because – you know, maybe you guys have been doing it longer and probably have more insight than I do. But I like a 
I listened to this thing and it talked about how like everybody wants to compartmentalize like ministry, my family, the work, the ad, the administration part, the whatever, the volunteer part. And like the reality is is like it's literally just one bowl. Like when you're in full-time mm-hmm. ministry, it's mm-hmm. one life. So yeah. And, you know, you hear that story like, it's God first, then my husband, then my kids. And I agree with that on a very practical level. But for me, um, God is first, and I'm doing what God's called me to do. So putting God first in some some days, it is saying, guys, I have to minister right now. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, I have to study for the sermon. Mm -hmm. And that is picking God first. Now, it may not look like... My kids are, it may look like I'm putting the church before my kids, but like in that moment in time, that's what I feel like I am choosing God in that moment. And then for my husband, you know, the church is not only our ministry, but it's also our job. So it is our livelihood. livelihood. And so there are Mm -hmm. times when he has to work to grow what we feel like God's called us to do, to grow our church. And so by putting that first. So yeah, it's like God, spouse, kids, church, but by putting that first sometimes, that is putting us first. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I yeah. think I like what um I think it was Laura Lentz or someone had said uh like it's not a matter of like does my husband choose me? It's that he chooses me every single day. It just comes mm-hmm. out different. You know, sometimes yeah. he's choosing me by That's working. Good. Sometimes he's choosing me by serving. Sometimes he's choosing me by taking a day off. But it's like, it's all one. There is no balance. Like, that doesn't exist. I let that yeah. go. That's my advice. Let that part yeah. go. And you just prioritize I, every day, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I read a blog one time that was like, balance is like this unicorn myth. Totally. You're never really going to achieve balance. Yeah. Um. Now... Julie and Mike are in a different thing because they're senior pastors and it's their, it, it, like everything about their future is contingent on the work that they're doing right now. They're at the, they're at that, you know, those ground levels, they're building something. They're, they're putting their hands to hard work right now. And so it is a different season where, like she said, the balance is going to look different. You know, those, those, he is choosing their family, but it looks like working really, really hard right now, you know, like being gone from home a lot, but he is choosing his family. Now, um, you know, when Aaron and I were in the thick of it and we were in the middle of all of that with um, pastoring and doing all of it, the way I knew that I'm going to use the word balance, but just know I really don't believe in balance (laughs) at all. (laughs) Um, But the way I knew that I was out of balance is when I enjoyed doing ministry quote unquote, ministry work, working for the church more than I enjoyed being with my kids. I found more pleasure, more um, accolades, more, 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 more in church than I did from being with my own kids. And I had, I had to realize that, you know what, that's, that's not right. And that is, that is not the way that God intended it. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's a good calibration. my, My ministry and also understanding that um, your kids is a high ministry. And I think a lot of times that um, young moms, especially, it's hard because your two-year-old hardly looks at you and is like, thanks, mom. I really appreciate that you just <laughs> made me seven different lunches because I was being a brat today about what I wanted to eat. Like, okay, so for what I would say to young moms um, who are having a hard time because 
you know, they've got this work at the church where they just feel like so validated. They feel so, they, they like the label, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being proud of the work that you do, but be proud of the work that you do at home too. Mm. Your kids are such a high calling. And I think it's such a trick of the enemy to like kind of tell us that that's not good work. That is good work yeah. because those seeds are so important. It's probably, you know, because the Bible does talk about, you know, like saving the whole world, but losing your, um, losing your family. Like what, you know, there has to be a, a thing there where you decide that I can do good work at the church and I can do good work at home. And, and it doesn't have to suffer. Right. Like that doesn't mean that, but that, that might also mean like you have to say, especially on a volunteer basis, sometimes you're going to have to say no, even though you love doing that thing, mm -hmm. there's going to be times you have to say no because your family needs you. Yeah. And be okay with that. Be okay with um, doing the things that, that really fuel you as who you are, but also learn to be fueled at home too. Yeah. Like find the joy there. And even like for me, Mike, um, when we were exec pastors and Mike ran our church's internship, you know, our pastors would be like, it's not either or, it's both an and. Like you can have it all. Right. You don't it's not if if you feel like you can't if it's either or, then that's you. Because we're saying like, come here, be here, like be together. Yeah. If it's a long event, meet Mike and I, several times a week I would pack dinner in a back in a like a thermal bag and me and the kids, even though we didn't have to be, would go there, eat dinner in his office because if I want to spend time with him then we both have to make some compromises. You know what I mean? And right. so some women right. are like, well, you're never home. It's like, well, you never go there. You know, so um, yeah. that's not fair either. And to, yeah. you know, men take their provision so seriously. I mean, as do women, but men are like, God created that in them. So there's like yeah. an even bigger, it's a, it's like a God thing. And you can argue that. I don't care. That's real. And uh, so they do take, like, provision seriously, especially if they're in ministry. And they probably already feel like they're not doing enough. So don't add that pressure. Like, that's yeah. just from one right. wife to another. Like, just make the, find, make the compromise. Yeah, find, Pack the dinner. Show yeah. up to the event. Like, if you don't want to go to the event, that's your problem. Like, you know, <laughs> get it right in your heart. You know, yeah. buy a snow cone and get over there. And and you know what? You're going to have fun once you're there. But just like that constant pull, yeah. what you're going to actually do is in an effort to create like more peace in your home, you're just going to create tension in your marriage. And yeah. not only are you going to hate ministry, but they're going to hate ministry and your kids are going to hate it. So get wow. over yourself. <laughs> yeah. I I appreciate that the person asked about this question for people without kids too. Yeah. Because I think maybe mm -hmm. there's an assumption that there's no um, quest. Oh, you're single. You should do everything. Yeah, like there's yeah. no quest to balance you be at every... or take care of, of your life if you're single or if you're married and don't have kids like Kyle and I. And I think like, I I have such a blessing of being married to a man who understands the demands of ministry and church life. And I love the church. I will do this the rest of my life. This is what I'm born to do. And when I, I always worried that like maybe the man that I would marry wouldn't understand that, like that there would be more of a pull. But, but my husband is so incredible because when I would be pulling late nights or I would say, you know, like I have to be here till nine o'clock tonight to do what he would be like, okay, I'm coming. 
And he would, I mean, yeah. he was like what you're talking about, Julie. He's the one bringing the thermal cooler <laughs> to like, <laughs> to That's amazing. Me. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And don't gender type those, stere- like no. those, uh, or stereotype those gender yeah. roles because, yeah, for some people it is the woman who maybe is in ministry and it's the husband yeah. that needs to come to the table and figure well, it out. Well, and you he know? works in accounting. He does not have a ministry job, but his he has the same perspective as me because he knows that the way he volunteers on weekends in the church and what he does in the church is so important and he wouldn't change anything about that. That's our life. When we have kids, that's the way we'll raise our kids. They'll be the kids in the pew for hours. I guess with iPads, right. which we didn't have growing up, but no, <laughs> my but, mom you know would what be I'm like, saying? "You can like... ball up that jacket." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Me and Julie spent our lives on church. Exactly. Views. You know what and I mean? And look at so us. Look at normal. us, guys. We're great people. We're doing it. We are. We're doing this. So anyway, I appreciate like that. There, are, like you said, Jill. There, there are seasons where balance is a complete lie, and if you try to pursue it. You're going to go absolutely crazy. So You can't push everything forward every day. Sometimes only one thing gets pushed forward that day. But I will say that if your spouse is saying to you that they feel like you are too much in one direction, Mm -hmm. whether that be your job or your ministry or whatever, it is worth listening to. So true. It is worth listening to what they're saying and why do they feel that way? What can you do at that point then to make them feel like they are important to you? Um, You know, ask that. Yeah. And I think some people put that pressure on ministry, like, but really it's just that their relationship is rocky. And so instead Mm -hmm. of blaming that person, they'll blame it on ministry. Like, oh, well, you're at church too much. It's like, well, no, actually your husband isn't doing a great job at telling you that you're pretty or telling you that you're (laughs) whatever. Because me, Mike can be gone for 15 hours. But if he sends me a text like, I miss you, it took him 30 seconds. And all of a sudden I'm like, whatever, I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) You know, stay the night there. I I don't care. But listen to your spouse and, and see if there is truth to that or are is there something something needs to be worked on there there may not be truth to what they're saying but there's a a level of that down there where they feel like they need to say something so you need to listen yeah yeah that's good advice I had to do that recently because like in all my single years I would work late into the evening at the office because I'm more like a I'm not a morning person so I hit my stride in like the afternoon evening Right. And I never wanted to bring work home, so I would rather stay at work and just plug through and stay in the zone. And my husband said to me, like, I don't want to be at home by myself for two hours after I get home from work. Bring your work home. And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Noted, I will do that. And you know what? Maybe that's not my favorite way to work, but he would rather us be in the same room, even if Mm -hmm. I'm on my computer, than... You know, and so that's it's wise to listen to that because I don't want him to feel like he's competing with ministry or the church. Yeah, we're working right. good. So someone asked us, "Is there anything you regret sharing in this podcast?" Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't regret anything like you said yet. I think um, there have been a couple things I've shared about my husband, which I'm pretty like open talking about our relationship. But my husband does like take the final edited version and then make it more pleasant to listen to. 
And there have been a couple times when I've said, you know, is it okay for me to share this about you or is it okay? And if you're not okay with it, I'll take it out. But he's really like, I think he acts like he doesn't like it, but he really likes it. Yeah. (laughs) Talk about me some more. (laughs) The other question someone asked is, is there anything you decided to edit out because it was too personal or controversial? Cassie Um, edits me all the time. What are you talking about? Okay. Yes, this in talking about the whole thirty, I will, I will. I say, wanted to say all no, of it, but Cassie stop kept it. editing. I'm not allowed to say. It. <laughs> so we do know that probably some of you listen to the podcast like in the car or with your kids around. So we try to keep it fairly family friendly. And there in the episode about the whole thirty, Julie was asking Jill if she could have like make whole thirty desserts, and Jill kept saying, "I'm gonna tell you the initials, the and acronym, you can Google it. and you can Google it." But she kept using the phrase S W Y P. Oh, Y P O S W Y P O S W Y P O. Go on the whole thirty blog, find out what that means, Google it. And she said it probably 45 times. And I was like, Jill, we cannot put this in the podcast. Whatever. It was freaking hilarious. And you guys missed it because Cassie edited it. (laughs) Also, to be fair, I don't have anything to lose. I don't have a job. I'm not connected to any people yet. (laughs) I'm out here on my own. So I get to say whatever I want. And Cassie just edits me. That's funny. Yeah. Maybe so, in a few months when I settle in and I um, feel like what I say matters to other people and their <laughs> livelihood, maybe I'll change my mind. <laughs> you'll definitely be more guarded. But yeah, I did edit that out. Um, and there I do, you know, there was a um, section of the recording. This has actually been a really crazy summer for all of us with Jill with moving and Julie was starting a new campus. But I had a little bit of a health scare And in the middle of actually recording one of our podcasts, I got a phone call that my doctor wanted me to come in like the next day for uh, an appointment about the results of a pathology report. And so in the middle of the podcast, I was freaking out because, you know, that's never good (laughs) when they call you in instantaneously and they're talking me down. I edited that out because it was really personal and fresh. Thank God I'm fine. God totally worked in my body and healed me. But a lot of that was going on in the middle of this. So there are like some times that we would like pause and talk about cancer and like all kinds of things, yeah. like just scary things that were going on. Um, yeah, so I edited that out because that was kind of personal. And I was well, sometimes when stuff is super fresh, you got to let you got to let that kind of pass and make sure you what you're saying about things you're going through in the middle of it like you're ready for other people to know about that so exactly not that we won't maybe revisit that topic yeah and I do want to talk about it I do want to share the whole story but it's just so hard to get perspective on anything when you're going through it yeah it wasn't the right time what is your favorite funny line or moment from the podcast I feel like Cassie's line about the trash 30 got very under utilized (laughs) Um, trash 30 was funny it's pretty funny (laughs) anytime where we rhyme stuff with 
like other stuff that's funny. to protect like, the identity surprise renter car <laughs> right <laughs> bike bendin. i love all of those <laughs> blim blow play bike bendin, bike bendin. Uh, um, any of those make me laugh so hard i think anytime julie reminds jill that she lives with her mom is just a personal fave for me <laughs> that's a classic hey jill you still live with your mom yeah. <laughs> still here still there still here these are some favorites. What are your favorite quotes or verses for daily motivation? Just do it. Thanks, Nike. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it. Do it afraid. Right. We do hard things. What else? Do it afraid. <laughs> Um, I read recently it says if you get tired learn to rest not to quit whoa so that's when I work that's on good of you. Come on. I know right and a millennial posted it so I saved it <laughs> uh, they love those sermons on rest <laughs> <laughs> don't even get me started it is tiring so, <laughs> I am so tired I need a rose latte stat <laughs> When I got my when I got my first job out of college, I came home and was like, I am so tired. And my dad goes, Was your pencil heavy? <laughs> He's like, I live steel beams with my bare hands. I know. He's like, Oh, was your pencil heavy? I'm sorry. I'm like my mind was lifting steel that beams. That is great. Your mind. Do you have one, Cassie? I don't have as many quotes right now as I used to. I used to, like, put them all on my bathroom mirror and stuff. But then I got married, and I didn't figure my husband needed to be inspired in the same way. <laughs> so You are beautiful. You know? <laughs> yeah. You're a masterpiece. <laughs> um, I did have a, a quote on my way to my garage every day that I would look at. It was just pinned on a piece of paper. But this is serious. I mean, I, but it said, I'm a woman of hope. And just remembering that, like, as I went out into my day, it was really important for that season of my life because I needed a lot of hope. And I needed to remember that I was coming from a place of hope and not, um, you know, <laughs> hopeless. <Yeah. laughs> so having that on my door was really awesome for that season. Next question this is kind of along the same lines, but what's your go-to Bible verse when it seems like everything is falling apart? Ooh. Ooh. Mine's Psalm 91. Me and Mike call it 911. 911. <laughs> Dial 911. Google it. <laughs> Google it in your Bible app or whatever they call it. I personally have been like loving Psalm 23 in the Passion Translation this summer. That's like, a good translation. Yeah. If you need to like revitalize your Bible reading, I advise getting the Passion Translation. Or you can go on Bible Gateway. They do have it on there so you don't have to buy a whole new version. But they do sell just like a little book of the whole book of Psalms in the Passion Translation on Amazon. And Oh, that's Yeah, cool. it's really great. It just like breathes new life. I love the Psalms. I've loved them my whole life. And it's cool to yeah. read it in a new way and especially if you're going through a hard time there's so much I mean like there's no wonder that Psalm 23 is like the most known chapter of the Bible because right 
there's so much gold there. It's really ministered to me in some dark, dark times this summer. So um, that's what I'm loving. I like Lamentations 3, starting with 19, and I like it in the message version or also the New Living Translation. What is it? Um, it, um, now I gotta look it up. <laughs> <laughs> because I know it, like, like I know all of my verses, like, in the KJV, because of the way I grew up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, like, because I know everything in KJV, I don't actually memorize anything any way else because I have to like translate it's like a different language but um it's the thought of my own suffering is bitter beyond words I will never forget this awful time as I grieve my loss yet I still dare to hope when I remember this the unfailing love of the Lord never ends oh that's good and um and then at the end of it it talks about how you don't have to worry about like how God's like run out on you he's coming back and his mercies are new every morning and um you know it's just like it it just is such a raw passage to me like this guy is like losing it all of his countrymen all of his uh his city's burning to the ground you know and he's like like so my situation isn't that bad (laughs) do you know what I mean yeah and so like I can like if he can dare to hope in the middle of all of that it's like very encouraging like that I can dare to hope in my situation and I can rest that it might look like God's run out, but he's 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 right there. He's coming back. Like, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I like that one. That's so awesome. Preach, it really, girl. Preach it. It was really um, impactful to me during my adoption. Wow. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about that more in another episode because that was such a wild season in your life. <laughs> I think there's so much gold there that we can dig into. Yeah, and you walked so closely with me through all of that. Yeah. Okay, um, so here's some questions on fun favorites. Real quick, what's your favorite show right now? Real quick. Oh my god. TV show? Yeah. I've had oh, such a hard time watching TV. <laughs> I can't tell you the last show I watched. I can't either. Does Realtor.com count for anything? Because <laughs> that's where I've basically lived my life, is on Realtor.com. You're hilarious. Okay, since you guys aren't TV watchers and you obviously make fun of me for being one, I'm just going to give you a short list of shows that I'm enjoying. (laughs) My husband and I are watching a show by um, Stephen King and J.J. Abrams on Hulu. It's called Castle Rock. I also refer to it as Fraggle Rock. But it it is super good. It's kind of... It takes place at Shawshank Prison, which if you've seen Shawshank Redemption, it's kind of the same... Like so it's a dark. It's very dark. Show. It's supernatural, but it is so compelling. It's probably the best show I've watched in a while. Um, I also am a huge. This is so corny. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm a huge Gordon Ramsay fan, so we're watching the new season of Master Chef, oh. and I'm also loving his show. Um, it's called Twenty Four Hours to Hell and Back. <laughs> Dude, what is that? Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> We, I actually hear Mike quote him in staff meetings too often. <laughs> no, I feel like he could have like a, yeah, I don't know. He's so great. And so the 24 hours to hell and back. This is not, I mean, three days to turn around a failing restaurant. That was too easy. This is 24 hours. <laughs> so... Oh my god. He goes in and he works with the staff overnight and they basically turn around a restaurant in a day. But it's pretty fun. Oh that's cool. there's now if I do turn on 
if I do turn on the TV, um, I like um, all the like Cupcake Wars yeah. or Chopped or I like all of those shows. I bet you do like Cupcake Wars. Yeah. <laughs> I love Cupcake Wars. GG's! GG's. Hit us up. Get it together. There's also a really fun show, Jill, that I think you would love. It's on Netflix, and it's called um, Amazing Interiors. And it's all about really cool houses and some real weird ones, too. Like, this one guy turned his entire house into a cat playground. And it has all these little, like... I can smell the cat pee as you talk about that. It looks like a perfectly normal house from the outside, but there's, like, all these little bridges and roadways and holes that they can sneak through, and it is the weirdest thing, yeah. We aren't much for television watching. Sorry, guys. What's your favorite book right now? (laughs) Realtor.com. It's literally where I've been living my life, Jill's been reading this book called How to Not Live With Your Mom. (laughs) She's writing it. I am writing it. I'm actually super jealous. I'd give anything to live with mom. (laughs) I know. I'm actually going to miss it so bad when I leave. (laughs) Mom. Um, I'm reading There's More by Brian Houston. Oh. I just got done reading a book called Culture Wins, which was really good. It's more of like a organizational. Yeah. I don't know. And then the next thing I'm reading is Daniel Dilemma. I haven't. I got it at a conference. I just haven't read it yet. I did start a book called Choose Joy by Kay Warren. Oh, I bet that's great. I like Um, her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's an older book, but I got sidetracked with (laughs) Mm Realtor.com. And I like funny blogs. (laughs) Huffington Post, does that count? (laughs) Scary Mommy blog, does that count? Uh, I'm reading The Screwtape Letters. I think that's the first time I've ever picked that up, and it is so good. Really? Yeah, mm. it's like, it's all, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but it's by C.S. Lewis, and he's writing it, yeah. like, from the perspective of, like, a senior demon talking to, like, a minion demon who's trying to influence this guy's life. He's, like, a new Christian. And it's all about him talking about the tactics that they use to get people off track in their life with God. And it is yeah. so, I mean, it is so insightful. It's fiction, right. but there. after some yeah. chapters, I'm, like, on my knees, like, praying. You know what? I better check some Exactly. <laughs> Hashtag higher, higher level, higher devil. Higher level. <laughs> higher level. Cassie's going to another level, Another guys. level. <laughs> What's your favorite song right now? I mean, can we be honest? Yes. <laughs> How honest can we be? A hundred percent honest. Just lay it out there. Okay, well, I'll give it in two, um, two categories for the oversaved. <laughs> is, uh, okay, so I, I don't know if it's new, but people have been tagging me in, like, Elevation songs, so they must have a new album. Uh-huh. But I don't know how new it is, but it's new to me. Yeah. So I've been listening to that, and I, I love Elevation. I think yeah. they're so good. And their songs are super congregational for all of our worship leaders out there. Because um, there are a lot of songs I like, but sometimes, like, in a crowd, they just don't yeah, come off or something. I don't know. Their songs are really good, so I've been listening to that. And then I went back, and I love the Kings of Leon album. Oh. I forget which one it is. Um, I've been turning around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, that one. Yeah, that was a great <laughs> album. That's a great album to run yeah. to. Oh, yes. It's so good. And I, so I've been listening to that and a little Drake. <laughs> <laughs> Kiki. <laughs> yeah, my kids and I have been having so much fun to that song. That's so fun. That's funny. I've been, yeah, there you go. There it is, guys. How about you, Jill? Oh, you know me. I'm not a big music person. Um, I really enjoy quiet. <laughs> that's, why, that's why the TV's not on, and that's why the radio's the not on. The sound of silence. Um, she like shout to the Lord, guys. I, I, yeah. I mean, like you know, King of the King of My Heart is like on repeat right now. Um, like just trying to quiet some loud places in my mind. Yeah, and that's a um, good one. classic worship stuff is you know good with me and then whatever Abby's into listening to so that's like Fallout Boy and 21 Pilots I like them so that's where I'm at I um the Binions just released a new album and it's yes, called Dwell I love that and they have a yes. song on there called Hunger that their daughter Madison sings and then Nicole sings it with her it's oh so good oh my gosh it is so good it's like lay on the floor good yeah, I'm really digging. Yeah, no, that I right I now. do like that. I just so step that one. one, read screw tape letters. Step two, listen to that song. <laughs> You'll never get off the floor. Spirituality starter pack. Yeah, <laughs> I agree though. I love that song. I forgot about. It. Yeah, yeah, for it's sure. So good. What are your favorite podcasts? This is a favorites question. This one, <laughs> right? They put in trust. parentheses other than the circle of trust. Oh, okay. Um, I like Malcolm Gladwell's Revisionist History. Love it. Addicted to it. Um, I've never listened to it. Oh, you guys it's gotta so good. It. It's good. Uh, his, his voice is like, um, I don't know. It's so like, he could, he could read the alphabet and I would be like, yes. Doesn't, <laughs> don't you just feel smarter after you listen to it? Like. I do. I feel. I'm yes, smarter feel than like, everyone because I listened to this today. <laughs> that's right. Um, so I like his, I like. You know, I listen to, like, church podcasts. Yeah. To, like, V1, Andy Stanley. Juju? Andy Stanley is, like, one of my faves. Jimmy Evans, <laughs> Marriage Today. I know. I give way too many shout-outs to him. You I know it him. sounds weird. If I met him, I'd probably fangirl a little bit. It's okay. <laughs> uh, what else am I listening to? Um, oh, I like How I Built This. Oh, I love that one. Oh, I listened to... Um, S Town. Yeah, that was great. That is, you do not listen to that with little no. kids in the room at all. But that was super intriguing. If you're going on a road trip, that's a great one to listen to. Is it yes. like stories, or it's is it like is it real or it's real? It's real. Oh, but it's told in a couple parts. It's very, very weird and very fascinating. Oh, and my friends have a podcast called The Married Life, and it's so cute. Shout out! It's like about yeah. marriage, and it's really good, and it's like. Young people. It's, quick. it's not old. It's twenty minutes. It's really good. Yeah. And I'm not even just it's super practical. That. Yeah. No, it's super practical. It's really too. good. Like, try this this week. Like, <laughs> like even if I didn't like, know them, I would listen to it. And it's the really extra good. bonus is their super strong Michigan accent. <laughs> yeah. So I feel right at I'm home. I'm right at home. <laughs> it does. It is comforting. Um, I listen to. I'm gonna give a long list. I listen to the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast. I think that's oh, amazing. that's a good one. I listened to a podcast called Fun Therapy with Mike Foster, I think. That is... You didn't send me that okay, one, and I have to check Jill, that Jill, you have one. to check that one out, because it's basically, like, Christian 
celebrities, but they do an hour of therapy with him <laughs> on, <laughs> on a podcast. I so, You got to send me that. Some of them are better That's than awesome. others, though, because, like, some people really did open up. And then some people you could tell they were maybe just using it as, like, a promotional opportunity. But um, yeah, we don't like those. I recommend <laughs> Annie F. Downs' episode of that. It was one of the realest. Annie F. Downs, I actually like her podcast. Yeah, her podcast. Oh, is yeah, I listen to her. Very, yeah, um, that sounds fun. Yeah, she's a great podcaster. I also love Melissa Radke's podcast, Ordinary People, Ordinary Things. She's, like, super funny and down to earth. She just came out with a book. Um, if you like stories, Kyle and I listened to a podcast called Sandra that's, like, a episodes. Hmm. It's kind of futuristic and weird. And my husband's, like, a big um, history kind of person. He loves that kind of stuff. So we've been listening to an uh, uh, expose called the RFK tapes about the assassination of Ooh. Robert F. Kennedy. Oh. I was almost going to oh, listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> and then we listened to the relevant podcast pretty faithfully. Big fans of that one. Yeah, me too. And then I also love um, This American Life. I'm a huge fan of This American Life. Oh, that's Life. a great one. Our family I go in waves loves with that. that. Yeah. yeah, sometimes it gets real political and I'm like, eh, I don't care yeah. about hearing about that today, but... Um, you know what, though? I love, it's even if I agree or disagree, I love hearing people articulate their perspectives. Yeah. Even if it's, like, not, like, you know what I True. mean? Even if it's political, I'm like, I just like hearing the way you word things. Yeah. And like, I right. agree. Oh, and then I do listen to another podcast really faithfully. It's called Building a Story Brand with Donald Miller. I love that. If you're, like, into businessy stuff, that's a good I'm going to need huh. a complete list of that <laughs> texted to me. We'll put it on our website. Oh, wait, we don't have one. <laughs> Okay. Working on it. Working on it. Um, okay. What was the worst date you've ever been on? Well, I've only dated one person. Wah, wah. <laughs> That's God's way, Jill. That's good. But what about that time where we got in a fight at Fazoli's and I walked home? No. <laughs> Fazoli's and you walked home? How far? Back in the day. I didn't realize how far it was when I started walking. Like, that's a five-minute drive. And there wasn't even cell phones back then, so you got to finish no. that. That's a walk of shame. It totally was. He let you walk home? Uh, no, he came oh. and got me. But he let me walk for a oh little bit. Oh, my gosh. Who was right in the argument? You or him? I don't even know. I don't even remember. I actually forgot all about it until... Um, you sent the list of questions, and so I was, like, thinking about, like, because I was, like, I don't have anything to share there because all my dates are with Aaron. And it's, like, we, we weren't really, like, fighters. Yeah. We weren't dramatic. We didn't have a dramatic relationship, you know? So um, and so I have no idea what could have possibly have made me that I mad, mean, if you I can was fight when you mad. have unlimited breadsticks. Exactly. I know. What is there to fight about? I think I missed the point. <laughs> I went on a date with, um, like, it was, like, after I was out of high school. So I was, I had kissed dating goodbye. Now I was oh, kissing geez. it hello. And I, I was set up by one of, like, one of Jill and I's friends. And it was, like, a mutual friend or whatever. I We went to dinner. And on the way home, I got so sick, you guys. <laughs> like, I was, it was an emergency. Oh. And so we were like maybe two miles from where my car was parked because we met and then rode together. 
when Ridge Road kind of comes to that T, there's like a Taco Bell. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Oh, gee. Now that's like maybe not even three quarters of a mile from her house, probably. <laughs> I could be wrong, but Ooh. it's really close. And I was it's like, super close. hey, I got to use the restroom. Would you mind pulling in and he was like, what a first he was like, oh yeah, we're only like a mile from where we're big. I said, oh no, you you're gonna want to be there right now, <laughs> guys. I my stomach was so oh. upset. I was in there for like thirty oh minutes. No, like way. I'm not kidding. It was. Did he just wait? In the he car just the waited whole time? in the car, and then I got back in the car, and we rode to my car, and then like with no eye contact. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, pretty much. So oh, I was no. just like, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. It was great. I'm not kissing you goodnight. Did yeah, he, no. Like, it wasn't my... you after that, or was that it? That was, I don't remember. <laughs> I, I don't know. We I would have romantic, so I, I don't know. You know, I, I don't remember, but. Who's going to be romantic after a pit stop at Taco Bell? <laughs> right. I know. Thank God there wasn't social media because I'm pretty sure he ha- would have had a post, like a poll. Hey, guys. Like a time stamp. Hey, guys. Uh, that's my date in there having diarrhea at Taco Bell. <laughs> we didn't even eat there. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. Yeah. Not. I mean, I'm not proud of it. <laughs> It was super embarrassing, oh but I mean, we've all had those situations yeah. and I just, it was like, you know, important. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody I heard calls that a moment of human urgency. <laughs> yes. It was super urgent. It was really urgent. <laughs> what about you, Kim? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, right after college, I was you know, kind of looking to go on some dates, looking for love, move some things forward in my life. So this is like, you know, early-ish days of internet dating, and I signed up for eHarmony. On a free weekend? Uh, I think I actually ended up paying for it eventually. So ah. we, <laughs> I signed up for eHarmony, and I started talking to this guy, and he lived in Michigan, and we arranged to have a date in um my parents had a boat and we arranged to have a date like in the town that my parents boat was in and julie do you remember this oh i remember so it turns out like (laughs) wasn't there a fanny pack involved he was really like i i don't want to just cerebral he was very cerebral very smart he bought me he brought me a dozen roses that he picked from his own rose bushes. Like, it was beautiful. Wow, that's intense. Yeah. Um, oh, beautiful. Okay, I said intense. <laughs> he just wasn't my style of person. Like, he didn't really get my jokes. He wasn't like, I don't know. He was raised, um, he was a missionary kid, so he was raised in a boarding school in Africa. And so, you know, like, I think... We just didn't have a lot in common, like, with the way that we were raised or the things that we found funny. (laughs) So I can, I'm, like, hoping that this is going to work out because he's such a good guy. He, like, owns a house. Like, everything on paper is so good. He loves the Lord. But then when I meet him, I'm like, gosh, I'm just not feeling this. So we go to my parents' boat afterwards, and my mom and dad are there. 
and my parents have you let him meet your parents on the first date with the roses that he picked from his rose garden people thought internet dating was super weird back then i mean like it was not something that everybody did so i wanted to make sure that he wasn't gonna murder me so that's why i chose to stay like near my family yeah so we go to the boat and I'm just saying, bigger... if you take a missionary's son <laughs> to meet your parents on the first date, he's thinking you're getting married. <laughs> True. I mean, so we get to my parents' boat. They have a smaller boat on the back of their boat. It's like a dinghy. Yeah, two boats. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, my dad asked him, like, do you want to ride on the dinghy? And I, <laughs> I hated that thing. I would not go in it. I'm like, I'm not going... You guys can go. So my dad and this guy are in the dinghy. The guy puts a life jacket on, which you don't need a life jacket on when you're 20 feet away from the boat. It's fun. He It's also <laughs> ankle deep water. Exactly. He puts the life jacket on. It's like super tight around him. He's in the front of the dinghy. My dad's in the back. Okay, this thing has a motor. But this guy gets the paddles out. <laughs> And starts helping my dad. <laughs> like, oh, that could not have went okay. So all I can see from the back of the boat is this guy in the front with his life jacket on super tight. My dad behind him with the weirdest, funniest look on his face. Yeah. Like, who is this guy? Get like, out of here. Like, steering the boat with the motor. And this guy just like, it was so little- awkward. And I'm watching this whole thing go down, and I'm like, this is so bad. And I feel bad about it now, but I did not start to feel good. (laughs) And the date had to end early. You know what? There you go. But wait, didn't he wear a a fanny pack? I think he might have, yes. I feel like I remember, I I could be wrong. No, I I feel like he might have. (laughs) I think there was a fanny pack that was worn. And I... Didn't you remember there was a very high phone bill leading up to this date? (laughs) Was there? Yeah, because I remember you being like, I spent a hundred extra dollars in overage charges (laughs) talking to this person. It just didn't work. Yeah. Didn't you meet him though? Or no? No. How did you spend a hundred dollars talking to this guy? This was in the early days of cell phones. No, he lived in I Michigan. Know. I know, but like, when did you know he didn't get your jokes? Like, you okay, didn't so... pick up on that on the, over the phone? Like at no. $20? Like, why did it take $100 <laughs> she, to figure out she it's not a good up idea? On it. I mean... She picked up on it when she saw the fanny pack. <laughs> and the life jacket. And like, the most giant down. oar. <laughs> like... He's got a first aid kit. In his fanny pack? No, I mean, like, you know how we were writing emails to each other and talking on the phone, but, like, when you just meet someone and you can tell, like, I'm not attracted to you, I'm not physically attracted to you, I just wasn't feeling it. Like, so it was important for us to meet and determine that. (laughs) It was a bad date. Wow, that (laughs) does not sound good. I was like, I have a headache. I don't feel good. I think I got sick on the boat. You're gonna have to leave forever. <laughs> I'm gonna stay on the boat, but I think I'm sick. <laughs> He's still emailing you. <laughs> no, I actually Googled him like probably five or eight years ago and he's married and I was very happy for him. Good Because he was a good guy. Like he needed yeah. someone who He just got wasn't him. your guy. <laughs> he was not my guy, like in any way. Yeah. 
Oh. <sighs> um, That's amazing. Yeah. Okay, one last question. This is a fun one. If you had to eat at one restaurant for the rest of your life, what would it be? Mm. Agave in Orlando. Really? Yep. Cool. I would eat at La Coretta in Miraville. <laughs> <laughs> I like to aim high, folks. <laughs> Well, your entire bill is $10. (laughs) No, it is the best. Their salsa is the right kind of spicy. It's like everything. Yeah, one restaurant for the rest of my life. That's really hard. I mean, if money's not an object, I'm going to go and shoot for the stars and say there's a steak place in Orlando called Del Frisco's that I would go to every time. Mm, Yeah. All right. I think that's it, guys. It's been a good run, ladies. It's been a great run. So fun. Well, that's it, our final episode of the season. But don't worry, because in between now and October, we're going to be very active on our social media accounts. So you can find us at Circle of Trust Podcast on both Instagram and Facebook. And speaking of Facebook, we're actually giving away a $20 Starbucks card over on our Facebook page. All you have to do is review the podcast on iTunes, then go find our Facebook post about the giveaway and like it and then comment your iTunes username so we can verify your review. (laughs) The contest runs for the next seven days and we'll pick one winner at random. So we'll see you over there because who doesn't want $20 worth of Starbucks coffee? That'll buy at least two of them. I want to thank Jill's mom, Cheryl, for letting her live with her and for letting us make fun of her endlessly for living with her mom. We want to thank our husbands for helping out and Julie and Jill's kids for being as quiet as they were able to, which was sometimes not quiet at all. I want to thank Kyle Moraine, my husband, for mixing the podcast every week and my brother Danny Hendon for creating the music. On a serious note, probably my biggest regret of this season was that Julie and Jill's dad, Randy, didn't get a chance to hear it. He passed away in February of this year before we started recording. But we mention him in just about every episode. And I'm 100% sure that he would have been our number one fan. So this season of the podcast goes out to you, Randy. We love you and we miss you. Well, we'll see you in October, friends. In the meantime, we'll catch you on Facebook and Instagram. 